This is Lance Hendrickson, and you're listening to Forgotten Flicks. Hey there, everybody. It's Dave, and welcome back to The Quest. Okay, I know everyone's really confused right now because... It seems like the quest is leading off the show and it's supposed to be buried in there between somewhere like between 15 and 20 minutes or 27 minutes to break up, you know, the in-depth conversation that Joel is having with his guest guest a day. But today they're going to talk about the great, the one, the only hell comes to Frogtown, which, you know, Joel asked me to do this early on because this was going to be a very complex intellectual discussion of this movie and once they got going he did not want to break the you know he didn't want any of you to really just get confused by the multiple layers okay i've never seen actually hell, hell comes frog town but we're just going to go from there so anyways today i gotta tell you this was a tough one this was a tough one to come up with a with a connection to i mean how can you not go with Shakespeare? How can you not go with Othello when it, when you're talking about hell hath comes to frog town and Listen, get everybody. So the greatest movie of all time that we're going to talk about. Wait, who is, is somebody there? Is, is uh, there somebody uh, coughing here? Is, is someone clearing your throat? Dave? Uh, yes. Dave, uh, Dave, it's Joel. Joel, how'd you get onto my computer? I'm not, I'm not on your computer. I'm actually on the upstairs one. Joel, what are you doing in my house? Look, you know what? You give somebody a key. We, we talked about this. I know, but you gave me the key. Well, is, is, has there been a problem? Oh, no, no problem. No problem. I mean, not, not angry emails from people wondering, what is this guy even talking about? Nothing like that. What are you doing on my segment? This, come on. This is, this, is like, this is all I have in life, man. This is, this, is my five, this is my five to seven minutes of- They've been running long. Of, They've been of, running like 11, 12. Let's be, let's be frank. Let's be honest. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, but okay. it's, it's, I mean, self-indulgence. This here, is true. But, but I, I will say right off the bat, I, I find it shocking that you couldn't find a connection between a Roddy Piper, Sandal Bergman, New World Picture picture. Yeah, I, Roddy Piper was not in any of the- Ebert movies, and neither was Jake the Snake Roberts. Hulk Hogan was not even in any. Really? I mean, Hulk, you would thought thought like the pacifier could have, for God's sakes, could. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on a second. The pacifier was was that him or was that? Uh, no, was that, that was the, Vin Diesel. The, the Vin Diesel. Yeah, yes. well, close enough. I'm trying to keep it within your the brand, the forgotten flicks, the the, the umbrella of just loving movies and just exploring movies. I think the question is, should we do something more with that? Because I feel like. It's not fair, honestly, to ask you to try to make a connection to hell hath come to Frogtown. So I'm wondering if there's another way, a workaround. Well, there's only one way. There's only one thing to do. What's that? You've got to join me in this education. Oh, boy. I, I don't know what that means. Um, is it going to hurt or will you be gentle? Oh, let's see. Is is anything that Ingmar Bergman done that is not psychologically Damaging. taxing? <laughs> all right, let's. Who knows? This is, we all know this thing is a work in progress. We're just trying things. We're spitballing. We're trying to have some That's fun right. here. That's right. So I'm not really in this house. Uh, thank the Lord. I know you would have smelled it. It's a sulfur. <laughs> Gives it away every time. So so ultimately, Dave, what you're saying, if if I'm to understand. You're saying that we need to go on a quest. But in this quest, you're Don Quixote and I'm the um, 
sort of the 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 short dude on the donkey played by Bob Hoskins. Which really, I don't know which one of us makes out worse in this in this analogy because I'm just tilting the windmills. That means, all right, folks, you heard it here first. We're gonna do something more. Joel, go enjoy the Frog Town. I will. Time to get my frog on, people. Forgotten flicks remembers. Hell comes in frog. Oh, sorry. Hell comes to Frogtown, 1987. In the future, after the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're gonna get him out, and then you're gonna get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Toady. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. Go, 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 go! It's Sam. Welcome to Forgotten Flicks, where we remember the movies you grew up with and occasionally ones like the one tonight that you probably have never heard of, but that's not the point. It's called Forgotten Flicks. I am Joel, and I am joined by the esteemed, always present, and the person that I will introduce first, unlike the last episode where apparently I was three minutes in before I went, oh yeah, the great Peter is here. Peter, (laughs) welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Joel. I didn't. I, don't, I didn't remember that. Did you? Really, did I totally you did. I like. We had Vince on for Tough Turf, and we were like. I looked down. It was like th- almost three minutes in. I think I even did the spoiler alert, and then I went, yeah, I "Oh, so. that's right. Peter's here." Oh yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh well. Wah, wah, I'm wah, here. Wah. And I'm here. You are here. I am thankful you're here. You will keep me grounded and make me feel like less of a man due to your voice and to reinforce that. Is another man with an amazing set of pipes. You know him, you love him. <laughs> the great podcasting wonderkind. I believe that's how you pronounce it, or wonderkind. Wonderkind. V- v- yeah, you tell me. It's from your neck of the woods. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Taylor is here. Hello, hello. I feel like I should have some kind of WWF queued up sound effecty thing going on, considering the movie we're covering. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. I totally didn't do that. Oh, well, shame on you. I know. Not prepared. It's what I do. (laughs) So, before we really, really, really go in deep on this one. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) We're going to go balls deep. (laughs) I feel like I, I would, in fact, be remiss if I didn't warn everyone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. 
So that was your spoiler alert warning. If you have never listened to the show before, assuming you make it past the first 10 minutes, this is about reminiscing and talking. And the assumption is you have seen this movie or at the very least are familiar with it. So if you're not, go on YouTube. It's there. Hell comes to Frogtown or contact Peter. He'll send you a copy and (laughs) watch this movie starring the great movie dealer. Yeah, yeah, he's my my movie dealer. He hooks me up. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, right, Daryl? We will be saying that. We'll be saying that a lot for this one. So, I've heard that before. Yes, it is, in fact, hmm. a hell of a drug. It makes a lot of movies. It does. Yep. It does. So we are talking about Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1987, starring the master thespian. <laughs> I said yes. thespian. Roddy, Hello. Rowdy, sorry, Roddy Piper, the great <laughs> wrestling champion. And I would argue Dwayne Johnson is in a league by himself, so we're not going to put him in this bucket. He is, yeah. without a doubt, in my opinion, Roddy Piper, the best certainly from that era, of the wrestler-turned-actors. He was the best actor in wrestling at that time. And, and that, too. Yeah, good that point. Too. Good point. Because mm-hmm. he's over the top, but yes. but yet something believable. He always seemed crazy to me. He scared me. I remember when you get those really wide eyes, and I always had this thing in my head where I assumed he would bite you. Was oh, yeah. Teeth, those chompers? Oh, that, was anim- that was animal, wasn't it? Uh, like, animal hey, did bite you. You're about like, animal! Yeah. That animal? No, no, the animal. Oh. No, in wrestling. God. The ball guy. He used to George, oh, George the Animal stuff. Steel? Yeah. I actually yeah. saw him in person. Because remember he was in the Ed Wood, uh, the Tim Burton movie? Oh, and he did. There was, when I was going oh, to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, when I was going to a little film school back in the 90s, right after, right around the time Edward came out, he was going to be in a short film because he was connected to the film. Somebody ran the film department, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm standing there and the dude walks by and he was wearing like a muscle shirt and just the hair. As soon as you saw the hair off of his you back, know. you're like, that is George Animal Steel. And he was <laughs> short. I mean, I'm not like the tallest guy in the world. I'm like 6'1, but he was like significant. I'm like, really? Like, I thought mm. he would be bigger. I don't know. I pictured. It's TV, man. Totally. Tricks you. Lies to all of us. Lies to all of us. Yeah, he, he ate parts of the wrestling ring, so that made him. And that's true. It was something about Roddy yeah. Piper's teeth, though, his chompers. It just, I always had this thing in my head. You get those wide eyes. I just figured he'd bite you. So, <laughs> hell comes to Frogtown. It sure did. It is true. <laughs> and, more than, and more than once. So, if you have not seen this movie, this is a science fiction picture from 1987. And, Peter. Do you happen to, I know I did, I'm throwing this literally on you out of left field. You, do you have like a ballpark good luck with that synopsis that you could, <laughs> I, I'll do my best, but. No, yeah, sure. I don't have it written down as down like Ben said last, last week or last time. Well, well, well you know, neither of us, yeah, we're yeah. not pros. No, so. I know. No, no, none of us has anything written down more or less, but yeah, I'll do my best. Roddy Piper is Sam Hell. He's an, I don't know, an outlaw of some sort because he's. It says at the start he's 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 apprehended or caught or any or something, and interrogated by, oh, what the hell is his name, uh, William Smith, whatever his name was in the, in the. In Red Dawn. Infant. Yeah, well, he was in that too, but that's not the one we're talking about. A Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, Cap- Captain Devlin. That's Captain Devlin. Yes. Uh, and interrogated. I, I think he 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 has I'm not molested, but at least been with his daughter or something. But he smashes the bottle in his head. Yeah, that was the one thing about that. And we'll go a little. And I guess we could sort of, unless you just do you want to just like give the 
brief synopsis or do you want to do a synopsis yeah. where we inter we interrupt yeah. you and point out weird things like the fact that was the implication he had raped her or just had his way with her and now yeah. this guy was pissed about it uh something. well I don't, I, she's they say something about that that she changed her story or something i don't know it's yeah not, because they just, do well i don't want i don't want to cut you off i'm sorry no no talk, talk me off well they imply later on in the movie that he can't just sleep with a woman that doesn't want to sleep with him they yeah. do imply that he doesn't rape but he has been impregnating all these women he he yeah, he found a way to to charm all these women all across the wasteland, sure. and he's just been impregnating yeah. them left and right. Well, when you have as high a spermatozoan count as Mister Hell, yeah. yes, so, and he is Roddy Piper, so I mean, and there is that. So go ahead and yeah. give us, yeah, give us yeah. that little the nugget, the the sort of imdaba, poorly written <laughs> he, synopsis. He's yeah, he's he's basically uh, caught by the these women med tech. They're, they're basically the the earth is ruled by women. Yes. More or less, and they, it's they, the Holocaust. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. so please send your hate mail to Daryl <laughs> at misogyny r us. Somebody had to make the joke in the theme of well, the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I, I would get into how I actually started this movie and, and had it in my notes. Wow, is this a pro-feminist <laughs> satire? <laughs> no, no, it's really not. Continue, no. Peter. Continue. And <laughs> your hate mail to Joel. <laughs> oh no! Well, that, I guess that would be from the filmmakers because I was actually trying to give them some yeah. credit. Go, yeah. go ahead, Peter. Uh, no, they want him. Basically, want him to impregnate fertile women, and apparently, these the only fertile women are caught by uh, the mutant frogs and taken to Frog Town. So they're <laughs> they they have to liberate them so to speak so we establish that the world for, for all intents and purposes has come to an end yes yeah. and olivia newton john does great voiceovers she really does really fantastic yes i did you did you find that opening that either of you find it humorous because i did i gave yes. it i gave it a guffaw yes. i gave it a they were <laughs> wrong i like this I, I i like yeah. the they were wrong <laughs> you know what yeah, it is matter it, of factly it did. It, it made me go, oh, I remember this bad movie I watched years whoa, ago. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Will, we will reserve our... <laughs> well, I mean, bad meaning good. I got, okay, Roddy okay, Piper. Okay, okay, okay. Well, They Live is bad as an awesome. You got that yep. right. Okay. Yes. I mean, any movie with Keith David, and I think I got that right. I always do that. Keith David, David Keith. And I'm pretty confident they are not <laughs> the same guy. No. Uh, <laughs> so I always do that. But I'm like, you know, Keith David, that, that's the cool dude from The Thing. And they live. David Keith is the scary dad from Firestarter. Get it straight. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. But we'll get into They Live maybe a little at some point. But in, in Hell Comes to Frogtown, as you said, the women presumably are the government now. Right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a... And what were you gonna say, Peter? Mat mat matriarchal government. Yes, huh? I was actually I was sort of nice. Look nice. at them big words. So uh -uh. I do find <laughs> it interesting that once they have Mister Mister Hell, they, yeah. they make the point that they need him to help procreate because there's essentially, I guess, a new arms race. That they wasn't that the gist of what they were saying that they needed whoever could have the most babies faster, so that they could. Because we're in a war and they want to continue the war. Because this isn't the argument that if women took over everything, war would cease, or at the very least, considerably uh, be tam tampered down. Right. Yeah. They did call him a loaded weapon, so. Uh... 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, we'll get it. We'll, we'll have to get into the phallic jokes because there are a plenty in, the, in this movie. There are tons. So, in a nutshell, this movie is Mad Max meets a boy and his dog by way of, and it's coming up later. I did a very sh- a brief discussion of this with Hammond, uh, and I'm going to call it Deep Thoughts with Just Hammond. And he made the observation that there was quite a few Planet of the Apes. He referred to them as ripoff comments i say homage yes there was some of that yes but i but i I don't know i just like first it's the statue of liberty thing at the beginning Mm -hmm. i think they played that well because at first i didn't realize that was a model now my knee-jerk reaction is would it really still be standing so perfectly but (laughs) they only had so much money this is true but i think but i'm saying is like the effects and all and again considering the time periods movie came out the mid to late 80s the you're you're talking pre-cgi everything i mean computers were there but it wasn't like it is now by any stretch. So it's all practical effects, models, uh, tricks with the camera. And I thought overall, this is also a new world picture, which was Roger Corman's company. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he still officially was the head of it at this point. I don't think he was, but I could be wrong on that. But regardless, it's got that pedigree. You know, so it's uh-huh. a, essentially a Roger Corman type film. Right. And I don't know. Did either of you listen to or hear that? Daryl, I don't think you got the director's commentary, right? You just got the movie. No, I, probably, I just got the movie. Yeah, I did. I, I ripped it separately off of the uh, the disc I had. But the, uh, did you uh, listen to any of that, Peter? No, I started, but uh, it was late. So uh, what was it? that meant I, would, I had to watch it twice that evening. So uh, I, I opted to just watch the movie. And, no, no, not implicating anything. That oh, because the first movie. time you fast-forwarded to the good part. So. <laughs> no. So Donald G. Jackson, the director and writer, along with Randall Frakes, who also contributed to the writing and story, they, what was interesting to me is listening to the commentary because they go <laughs> way back with Jim Cameron. James Cameron Oh. Yeah, they did. yeah, yeah. I read an interview with uh, with the director uh, this week, and I, he mentioned it's there too. Yeah. How much cocaine were they doing back then? It's a hell of a drug. It a is hell a, of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. <laughs> but they all, I mean, they worked on. I think they did a lot of work, like in you know effects and things like that. And they had worked with. I know at least. I want to say, oh, like for instance, visual effects. Randall Frakes worked on Escape from New York. Of course. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's almost like the implication. It's good to know. And I believe Mr. Jackson, at least he made a comment about it. I'm really I'm sort of imdba cheating at the moment. I don't remember. I don't know what it would have been under. He worked on Terminator. Yeah, he worked on Terminator. Additional cinematographer. So yep. Elysium is uncredited, but I, he makes a comment in the commentary about working with James Cameron on some uh, like second unit stuff for Terminator. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten the idea for this movie because spray painted on a wall somewhere was just the words Frogtown, like in real life when they were shooting the movie. And it of gave course. him this idea. It was like Frogtown. Oh, that's an interesting. Anyways, I could see how that would happen. You, oh, that's uh-huh. kind of interesting. What's that about? And, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and, Frogtown. Frogtown yeah, on a wall. Frogtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got a movie for this. I got a great idea. <laughs> I got a great idea. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here it goes. Explosive cop piece. Explosive cop piece. Okay, um, Dance of the Three Snakes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Woman uh-huh. on a chain. Woman on a chain. Bag over the frog lady's head so that yes. you can make it happen. And, <laughs> and, and, hold on. <laughs> 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 Pass. 
massives in a harem <laughs> kidnap. Oh Lord, I don't even. I, I, the worst part is I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I honestly just have no idea. All I know is any any group, any any <laughs> any feminist organization oh would look at this movie and go, "This is what's wrong with America." <laughs> no, it's really bad. I literally hold on. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. My fifth note down. I'm not joking. I put, hmm, satire? Question mark. I literally, when the movie started, I thought this was going to be a movie where they were doing that the over-the-top aspects of the sexuality and everything as a way of being satirical. I don't think they were. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you ever see Cherry 2000? I know you have, Peter. Yes. Okay. See, yeah. see to be Cherry 2000, you can make that argument. There is yeah. a feminist sort of undertone satirical vibe to that movie okay mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's perfect i'm just saying that i think it's definitely they, you could argue they tried. they tried they tried i think it was maybe 20 minutes into this movie going, yeah no no way <laughs> there's a po did you see the poster with him holding the, he's holding a chain and and she's on her knees with the gun yeah yeah I will say the poster, oh, there's a couple of different ones. There's ones where they're standing beside him, although I make the yeah. point behind him still. Yeah, and, right. the, the poster, though, did reinforce my final assumption, which was, no, they didn't mean it at all. That's just not, this no. is not meant to be a satire. Uh, <laughs> so I will say that considering the, what the story is and the idea that it's essentially this guy's ability to impregnate women, it was far less raunchy and sexual than I thought it would be. Yeah, you're right. Because really, you take out like one scene and maybe a couple words, it could have been a PG kind of movie. It could have. There was impl it was just implications of sex, but there was yeah. no. You didn't I see didn't it. Really though. Show any no, you didn't really see anything. I mean, just just sex face. She had sex face for one scene. <laughs> But there was nothing happening. I'm sitting there going, now, who what did? Are you is going about, Are you talking on? about Spangle, the Sandal Bergman? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Spangle, when she's uh, when she's on the bed. And every time I hear Spangle, do you not picture the, the uh, oh, what's his, the actor's name? Um, Lennon from Reno 911 in his short shorts, wasn't his? Was yes. It, was it like, what was his, what, I can't remember his character's name, but was it something like that? Like, not Spangler. I can't remember, but yes. It, it, it's close. Just the name Spangle is yeah. just so <laughs> weird. It's just so weird. It's like Spank Bank or... Did you, either of you, recognize her from anything else? I've recognized yes. her from a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was in... Uh, yeah, we, we get to that. She was in... She, I remember I saw She also. Yep. Yeah. Well, she was She was the female lead in this, obviously. She's the... I, how do you call her? The foil to hell? I, uh, Sam Hell? I, I guess she's, she's meant to be the sexual tension, love interest... But yet yeah. she's she's apparently sterile, so he's not allowed to uh, take part, and she's not allowed to take part because apparently I, I didn't realize this, but I guess there's a limit to the amount of love sauce he can produce. I, you know what? I also would like to add. I I wonder if the people that did this movie were in the middle of a breakup. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> because the way that she's written, where she, you know, all women. They are c teases, but they they're, never they're, want you to yeah. be happy. This is this is the problem. This is where the movie goes from satire and flips it right back around, smacks it up, flips it, rubs it down, <laughs> and turns it like highly <laughs> offensive. Is yeah, they pretty much. She's this cold, like you said. She's just a total tease, bossy. Yeah, and 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 she's not just 
I would argue she's not just uh, incapable of having children, but she's just straight up frigid. Right. <laughs> Unstable. You know I put down in my notes. Looks hot, but can't dance seductively of her life. Oh my gosh! Well, so unless bad. she's dancing that for the three bad. snakes, I just so keep. Te- I want to keep teasing. She's unless she's dancing for the three snakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. then all bets are off, buddy. There you go. <laughs> and and of course, because all women want to put. Well, uh, we got to tease it. Te- te- tease the snakes. Tease yes. the snakes. Tease the snakes. <laughs> Wow. So, cocaine is a hell of a drug. A lot of it was, <laughs> yes, a lot of snow in this movie. <laughs> Even though it was a post-apocalyptic desert, <laughs> there's a lot, lot of snow. snow. So we go from, <laughs> I, I feel like we're all over the map, but you know what? It's how it comes to frog down and it's forgotten flex. What do you want? <laughs> so, oh, so, uh, yeah. Don't you just, don't just love that one of the, the effects guys, well, the, one of the chief effects guys, name is Steve Wang. It's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he probably changed it, it just all... to do the movie. <laughs> they were, wouldn't it be great if they required everybody to have some phallic last name? I think they did. <laughs> I think they did. So, as you said earlier on in your in your synopsis, which was surprisingly well put together, considering it was on the fly, Peter. <laughs> and I don't even know if we let you finish <laughs> it. So, <laughs> I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. So, Ultimately, it's post-apocalypse. Sam is this malcontent, like you said, very Snake Plissken-esque. I mean, they don't necessarily say that he has a huge rap sheet. There's a reference made later on to him being some sort of military hero, very much like Snake Plissken. But mm-hmm. when we first meet him, he's with the William Smith character who's beating the snot out of him. He's tied to a chair, presumably because yes. he's accused that of... That goddamn bottle to the head, Dad. Oh, it's a... What mm. the fuck? Yeah, oh yeah, they just smashed the bottle right against his head. <laughs> sure do. And I really found it interesting that the implication was he had raped this man's daughter and he mm-hmm. was going to beat him to death. So everything is moving right along and making perfect sense of, okay, I buy that a father would be doing this. To right. Then the med tech ladies come in, which is both Spangle and... <laughs> um, Nell Carter's aunt <laughs> from Give Me a Break. Uh, I don't know. She, but, but she comes in and, and they're giving this guy all manner of hell. <laughs> yes, they're giving him the business, as they say. Yes, about the fact. She's kind of badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have messed with her. She'd you, kick your ass. You, you still here? Well, what's interesting is she's obviously the one in charge. And I really, yeah, right. what, what, I'm trying to, what was the uh, actress's name? I'm trying to find it. Was she Patton? Maybe. Because a lot of people in Hell Comes to Frogtown, I don't know if it's out of shame or other career issues, do no not have pictures. a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. No, there's no And There's a lady, no. I'm assuming this is a lady's name, is E-Y-D-E. Is, I mean, is it I.D. Bird? I.D. Bird. Patton, that might be it. Because it, Arabella, that's not her. That was a different lady. Dude. Arabella no, was the other lady. <laughs> we'll get to her. But yeah. it would make sense her name would be Patton the way that she... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's right under yeah. Spangle. Yeah. So that, yeah, she was in, you know, if these are... But it says, well, it says first build only. So I don't know. Oh, that's it is her. I, I just looked up her picture. Okay, it is. Okay, so it, okay. we'll say it's Edie. Edie is how you pronounce it. So okay. uh, Patton is the character. She mm-hmm. is in charge, right? I mean, that was the vibe of that. Because Spangle doesn't say a word, really. I mean, she says a few things, but she's very second tier, seems an underling that she's not yeah, a nurse she's described as a nurse yeah. actually. so yeah. considering where she ends up and how she the role she ends up playing i thought it was interesting that she is 
introduced in such a fashion. Right. So they go in, they they remove hell from this guy killing him. And it turns out that the daughter, this guy's daughter changed her story. And now she's, especially now that she's pregnant. But see, what I found interesting about the implication of that is she had accused this guy of something nefarious and awful. Yet, <laughs> they all lie. Oh, my God. That's the implication. That's they true. Lie. You're right. That's the implication. This this movie, I went from like liking it in a campy sort of goofy way to like, I don't think I think it's mo- it's morally wrong for me to like this movie. <laughs> I did feel dirty when I saw it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so they, they get him out of there and they they. Next we see him, he's in a hospital room, and there's all these awesome posters on the wall with, like, condoms with, like, a no symbol (laughs) through it. (laughs) You know, don't don't use these, you know, our future's at stake, things like that. Safe sex is out the window. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, what a fantasy. (laughs) Again, I'm still writing satire at this point, because my my theory was 87, right? So what? You got AIDS. AIDS is in... You know, full on at this point. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm thinking, okay, is this meant to be a satire related to AIDS? And, you know, at this point, you know, you're where we've gone past the sexual revolution. We're into the 80s and you're getting. So I'm really digging deep. (laughs) I'm trying to find. Because I think it was. uh, Wouldn't it be cool back in the olden days? (laughs) We could have sex with anybody and and nothing happened. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, just wear like a, was it like sheepskin rubbers and. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is sheep still around it? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, ready, wait for it, ready, right. And then immediately followed by Oh Lord! So anyway, <laughs> send the intern and get some more. <laughs> we need more sheep. All right, this one pop. <laughs> I think my sheep had a hole in it. Oh God! Anyway, <laughs> so after the hospital, see this is where we're introduced to his explosive cod piece. <laughs> I think I can get to this movie. So he's got an explosive cod piece, and uh, and and Edie, uh, aka Patton, she's giving him she's giving him as you said the business, but with the raised eyebrow of. It sounds so sounds so dirty. She's giving him the business. <laughs> it does sound so dirty now. It does. I can't handle this. Wait, oh, but, but, but wait, hey, he wants he wants to get the cod <laughs> piece off. And he says, he's, well, how am I supposed to, you know, oh, there's a there's flap a in it. Flap. <laughs> Where the hell was the flap at? I don't know, because there wasn't a flap. And I look. Property of U.S. government. That's oh. all I kept saying. I don't know where the flap was. Oh, God. Oh, so they explained to him that if you he tries. Sound, though. What's that? You can hear the sound of the flap, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, it, did it sound like this? <laughs> you really do that. I'm choking on my water here. I'll choke on it. The best part about this movie is it turns everybody into like this just the most obnoxious twelve year old prepubescent boy ever. So anything you say has a sexual connotation. Oh god. <laughs> so needless to say, he agrees to go he signs a contract apparently, which 
I love again post-apocalyptic world. That uh, you know, well, you signed a contract, sir. What? Who cares? I'm thinking divorce. That's yeah. what makes me think divorce. Like this seems like maybe the filmmakers were just really peeved at their ex, and this was their yes, vengeance. This, I had to sign a contract, and then did she suck me dry and had kids, and then she took all yeah. my money, and and now your weapon belongs to me. Or else. <laughs> then I don't have I don't have enough money to get all the snow that I want. <laughs> so they let him. He is able to leave the facility. He's going to go with Spangle, who's in charge now, of course. Right. And they have a gunner on their transport, which is, I guess, a 1950s pink milk truck. I mean, it's, it's what I don't know. It's like a pussy wagon. Yes, it was. That's what I thought. I wonder if this will be getting an explicit tag, kids. I'm thinking so. <laughs> Oops. So I, I almost wonder, would it be funnier if I just had beeps in? Because beeps always make me laugh more. There's a show I like that it's like I'm more of like a you know businessy type podcast, but the guys are young and they're constantly cussing, and the guy who edits it will sometimes I think he tries to mark where the beep should go as they go, and then just adds them in, never checks because you'll be listening and they'll be like, yeah, and then I told the guy I was like, well, fuck that beep, and then (laughs) (laughs) so like he completely misses it. Oh, Oh. that's great. So anyway, uh, speaking of the gunner, how the hell do you pronounce her first name in real life? Yeah, or, or the or the character Sentinella. No, Sentinella. I could I could handle that. Okay, well, I, thought, I was thinking Citronella candles. Uh, is it is it is it Seek Sec? I don't know. I have I no. Know, I tried to look it up, but I couldn't. Keck, I couldn't find it. Keck. I'm gonna go with Keck. <laughs> Sounds like something you would do if you had a hairball. Keck. Keck. Uh, Keck. She won't even put a picture up. I thought she was hot too. Well, apparently Sam L went deep. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She at first she reminded me of the girls in the Robert Palmer "Addicted to Love" video. Yes, that's exactly what she looked like, and that's probably what they were doing. And and of course, this is about a year or so after that, right, right around the same time the song came out. Right, it was eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what this is before they were calling them all lesbians. They were really saying that they were just you know evil, but. <laughs> they just needed they just needed the right man to come along to make them happy. That's all it is. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and wow. we'll just make the assumption that what Daryl's sure to point out is why all those messages were in this movie and how wrong they are. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm not co-signing. I'm just saying I recognize that's the messages that they're trying to tell in the movie are wrong. At Forgotten Flicks, we say are wrong. And now, Not So Deep Thoughts by Just Hammond. Hammond, hell comes to Frogtown. You couldn't join us for the episode, probably because based on the message you sent me, anyone that likes the movie would not like you anymore afterwards. But (laughs) you had a few thoughts. Share them with us, will you? Right off the bat, I think they were trying really, really hard to be funny. And so like, and they had a difference of opinion. And then they showed the nuclear explosion. I actually actually, actually, actually laughed at that. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I actually did. I mean, like, like, I chuckled. I I guffawed. Maybe that's a better word. I guffawed. And then then right at the beginning, there are a bunch of Planet of the Apes references. The Statue of Liberty, the, I mean, all of it. There's tons of Planet of the Apes. And then the frog guy looked like a steampunk beekeeper. Steampunk beekeeper. 
Okay. You know about the one at oh. the beginning, the frog. Yeah, the very beginning, yeah. the one that wasn't supposed to have a gun and yeah. then he did. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, the opening credits felt very, very late 60s, early 70s. I kept waiting for like uh, Kojak to come high, waddling out or, or Canon because it just, they just didn't fit. Uh, and then it was, Randall Frakes was all up in that business. And I'm just wondering if it's, uh, what's it, is Riker's dad? No. I presume you didn't. Uh, well, I don't think I, I said a ton of homework. I didn't do a ton of homework. Okay, just just so you have a full sense, because a lot of things you hated about this movie, I actually liked. Uh, but <laughs> but you know, to to each his own, as as I like to say. I would point out to you though. Interesting side note: I listened to some of the director commentary, Frakes, and I think the other guy, which is named the director, uh, Donald G. Jack, was it Jackson? I probably should write that down for the actual inner the actual conversation (laughs) I'm going to have. (laughs) But but the those guys, especially Frakes, they're they go all all the way back to with Jim Cameron to his Roger Corman days. And in fact, the guy who did the opening credit sequence, I want to say may have done the one for Terminator and some other big movies as well and this was it was new world pictures so this was actually a corm i think when you take it in context of it was a corman movie basically i don't remember if corman's name was on it but it was new world pictures and all of these guys came up from the corman school and the main guys involved in this specifically did a lot of effects work and other work with cameron into his terminator movies and everything else it it I don't know, it gave it a different twist uh, to me uh, when you consider the full history and the context. Of course, granted, you might not know that going into the movie. (laughs) It was, I understand now that there, I mean, it had promise. It really did. But I felt like the promises were broken in many cases. I mean, the the monsters looked great-ish. You mean the the actual frog monsters? Yeah, the the monsters themselves looked fine. yeah. I was actually really surprised because I kept thinking they were going to end up looking a lot like the critters from Giver. Oh, yeah. But, know, see, just, but see, but even then, I would give Giver the, the, the pass that that being sort of a live action anime in, in a way, but early, what was that early 90s, right? When that came out like 90s? Yeah, I loved, I, I loved Giver. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Giver's the, the whole, one of my it's the, rubber, it's, the, it's the kaiju vibe. It's right. The guys in the rubber suit, even mm-hmm. though they were not insanely large in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, let's see. So the um, the lady, the main lady. Yes. She looked Sand- like a cross Sandal between Bergman. Yes. She looked like a cross between Angela from Who's the Boss? Angela. And, and Roy Scheider. <laughs> yes, she uh, had a unique look. I don't know that I would say she looked like Roy Scheider. i i do agree i do agree that she had a a certain who's the bossian vibe i I did pick up on that she actually for some reason the main things i knew her from is she was in conan Conan yeah and the road red sonia and i also remember her from stewardess school (laughs) he (laughs) said he said ashamedly (laughs) so the whole premise seems like it was um pulled from a porn studio and (laughs) It was just, it just seemed like some kind of weird male fantasy. I know I'm the last guy and I have to be the one that sleeps with everybody when eat babies. But wasn't it surprisingly, I don't know. I took it. Adolescent? In, in, well, yes, but I took it as in surprisingly good taste considering the subject matter. Oh, it very easily could have been a porn. Yeah. I just kept waiting for it to be subtitled sex Trek uh, 2069 or something. 
kind of encapsulates the whole movie for you. Okay. And then um, there were so many phallus jokes in it. it oh, there after a while, there were so after many. a while, it just turned into almost like a drinking game. It wait, was, how about you know, wait, your, the dance of the three snakes? Yes. <laughs> There's your equipment. You know, the sad thing is, is there was never any payoff for that. Oh, the dance of the three snakes? Yeah. The other one. I wanted to see the three snakes. Well, you saw them move under his loincloth. Yeah, yeah, but still, there was no payoff there. You don't talk about a knife in the first act and not see it in the third. Then, um, let's see, you, you gets too much, your equipment blows. There's someone whose name is O'Toole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 how about this? How about the fact that Captain Devlin... The, played by William Smith, he was the the raspy voiced yeah yeah bad guy man. of the mm-hmm. beginning. Yes, uh, no, not no, not the old man. The oh old no, man. no, the the one that was the border guard there near the end. Yes, his name he had two names, Captain Devlin and Count Sodom. And Count I don't mean Sodom as in Hussein. I mean as in and Gomorrah. As in oh, as in me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then of course she had the fanciest post apocalyptic panty set I've ever seen. Are you talking about Miss Spangle, Sandal Bergman's character? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess I want to wrap this up by saying he actually won the battle on the Star Trek rocks that he was fighting a Mis- He actually was fighting basically a Gorn ripoff on the Star Trek rocks. He went arena style on it. It was nice. Yeah. And then he also won with a Three Stooges move. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I like that. So I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I was expecting. What were you expecting? It's called Hell Comes to Frogtown. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what I was expecting, but I also thought it was very interesting that at one point where they said, and then we were sent off into these compounds. I'm like, is this some kind of weird Native American political <laughs> statement movie they're trying to See? make? Right? See, so initially you gave it that benefit of the doubt as I did and assumed it had some loftier goals. No, I, I didn't assume it did. I just thought, is someone attempting poorly <laughs> at doing this? Because you know how sometimes, like, I'm going to throw it out there. I hate District 9 because yes. that metaphor was crammed way down my throat. District 9 was so bad that I was waiting for someone to come out at the end of the movie and said, what you've just seen is a dramatization of apartheid and racism. Hint it, hint it greater message. Or don't. But don't beat people over it with this. Don't beat people with it so often and so dramatically that they're tired of it by the time it's done. Because there's really nothing... Worse than being beaten over the head while watching the dance of the three snakes. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Well, thank you, Hammond, for your insights. And like I said before, this has been Not So Deep Thoughts with just Hammond. Yeah, so she's the gunner, I guess. She she handles the big gun. She sure does. <laughs> I mean, this, this movie is nothing if it's not subtle. She you literally passed it to me, so it, I had to shoot. Of off. course, of course. She walks out. I mean, when Sam walks out, she's literally not really cleaning as much as she's stroking, uh-huh. like a fifty caliber machine gun mounted to the top of the of the wagon, and it's so subtle. It's oh yes, oh, it barely God. caught it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's like if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. So, needless to say, they they set out on their on their mission. <laughs> I'm I'm going to real quick here. Let me. You signed a uh, contract. This was yeah, to fuck for freedom, but I ain't meeting my maker in Frogtown. That's not in my contract. <laughs>
I'm you, not dealing with your mother-in-law. That's yeah, not so, the contract. So, do you think the GI Joe cartoon? <laughs> do, do, do you think that? Do you think the GI Joe cartoon would have played a little different if the theme song had gone more along the lines of "They <laughs> for freedom"? GI <laughs> Joe is there. I would have watched it even more. <laughs> the enlistment rate goes <laughs> through the roof. It's like Team Team America. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. Well. Uh, yeah. So, needless to say, we find out why Sam does what he does. We find his motivation. Do I feel we? like there's no way anybody's going to come away from this episode and go, I've got to watch this movie. <laughs> or maybe they will. I don't know. Well, I mean, you, I think you should. Yeah. It's a social commentary. It really is. It is. It's com- yeah. It's commenting on something social. Yeah. <sighs> So they, they, they head to Frogtown. Now, anybody here want to remind us why they have to go to Frogtown? <coughs> to free the women, the fertile women. Yes. That, that were kidnapped, right? Yeah. Right. So somehow could uh, procreate. Why or is it, were wh- they kidnapped, though? Well, here's the problem. What, yeah, yeah. Why, what is it about these women? There was some unique thing about them that made it to where they apparently couldn't free themselves. I, they were, yeah, they were, they were passive, right? Yes. Passive. They're passive. They, like it's, it's apparently a, it, a category. Yeah, that they're yeah. passive, so, passive. I don't know. So whoever's <laughs> tough enough, they can take the women. Apparently. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a drug. I hate my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's apparently the MacGuffin <laughs> of the movie is right. passive <clears throat> harems that hell has to help them get so that he can impregnate all of them yeah yeah he must free them yeah liberate because they they must be liberated because they don't know anybody (laughs) (laughs) oh wow it's like there's really no way you can excuse this movie (laughs) it's no way (laughs) no i I, i've tried to come up with in the past for excuses for garbage truck is the movie i've tried to come up with excuses for a gnome named ganorm i have so many movies Except for Caveman. I couldn't come up with one for that one either. But no. but so I do want to jump to the scene immediately because I want to see how you guys took it. They end up, as they're driving through the desert, headed to Frogtown en route. They spot something running through the brush. And they apparently are hell-bent on running it over because they gun the car that they're in and they take off after this obvious person obviously it turns out it's a woman right track her down turns out she's one of these ladies presumably that was originally part of this group or at least connected was one of the kidnapped fertile women she i guess she wasn't a passive right she was just part of the group that was kidnapped and that also consisted of a lot of passives right even explaining this i feel like i'm high so So, this is where the date rate comes in that's what i was about to go with thank you is that what happened because i'm pretty sure that's what happened she drugged spangle drugged the girl so that she would be more uh open to having sex with him yeah because now she's she's pretty much feral at this point she's not she's incoherent she's babbling yes she because she she was kidnapped well yeah yeah so basically she's already been traumatized once so why don't we just make it worse? Yeah. <laughs> well, he t- she was like, Spangle said, go get her now. Just just do it. Now, you could, okay, political no. correctness aside, you could make the argument, and I'm not, believe me, making an argument for what you think I'm going to make an argument for. <laughs> In that world, 
Mm-hmm. It's almost like caveman mentality. I get that you would almost like all that decency crap, I guess, for a lot of people would be out the window. But that being said, we don't live in that world. We live in this world. And we're supposed to accept this guy as a hero. Um, uh, but wait, wait. But hell is not the one that... that- did this he it was the but women he doesn't exactly refuse right. it either well he did kinda but that was because she was dirty right more or less. so apparently because he cleans her up now here here's where i would have had less of a problem with this had he quote unquote cleaned her up been very chivalrous for as best as i could Pull out chivalry wind, for this movie. Wind her and dined her or something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more. He said he wants romance. Remember that he yeah, did say yes, that. Yes, he did. But <laughs> we all say that. What I'm getting at is, is that <laughs> the next morning, you know, we see that they're snuggled up in the sleeping bag together. Because she loved it. Once you give it to them, oh. they love it. All opinions are those of Daryl Carroll. Not necessarily those of God Flicks or Toast. Just, just waiting for the big strong man to give it to them, give them the business, and then they're fine. Oh wow! Because <laughs> that's what they imply in the movie. My, my, I know the the, the, the lovely ladies who listen to the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally sorry to every woman I've ever known. <laughs> I feel like it is our duty as men to apologize for this movie. Just for watching this movie, I feel hard. I, I really, pretty much, I pretty much after after watching this movie and now having this conversation with you guys, I'm pretty much ashamed to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel worse because I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, mean, you mean in a in a can't be bad way, right, Daryl? Yes, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that's, that's what it, I meant. That's... Yes, of course. Uh, so, needless to say, he sleeps with her. She's been drugged, and he sleeps with her while the other woman watches. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget that part. Oh, and now of course we did leave the part where Sin, uh, Cintronella, Cintronella. Cintronella candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she. She gets naked. She really, really does, like, big time. Like, that's the only part in the entire oh, movie. Oh, but we forgot the other part where Spangle oh, yeah, started the, stripping first. The, go over the deck. Go over the deck. The, the, the <laughs> unbelievably sexy dance of love. That might be the part that Hamlet was referring to as Roy Scheider. I don't know. From <laughs> when, he, when, he was in, when he was in All That Jazz. Wasn't that Roy yes, Scheider? Was, she <laughs> did do the All That Jazz dance. She did. She did. So, so yeah, she comes out. In, earlier in, come. In... in, in, in Garments that I'm pretty confident would not exist in the post-apocalypse. No. And she has been trained in the art of seduction. Aren't they all? Yeah, I don't know. Who, I don't know who the hell trained her. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty confident they were they were court-martialed and executed. That's how. That's why he tricked them into marrying her, right? That's when they were right, not the script. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You know they were in a bar getting high. I just, I just love this. the image of like the guys writing the script. He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, uh, do you think she'll get this joke? Ah, they're drunk. <laughs> they're just they're vom- vomit stains on the paper. Oh, they're writing on cocktail napkins. Just, oh. They're on a bender. They're probably on a bender for like a week or two. The worst papers are still in his back pocket. <laughs> So, so this is a she does she does the also oh uh, questionably sexual seduction dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to not get for him, him to have sex though. To get him in the mood because apparently nothing yep. else will work. You, you have to keep him aroused. Yes, because apparently that will keep the sperm count high. I don't. I'm still really confused on how. 
So Science Hal is a victim because he is teased. He's a victim. He's a victim. Yeah. And he, we he, find yeah. out about... Go ahead, Peter. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The, they force him to have sex with uh, yeah. drugged women. Well, here's the... Well, here's, he is, he is a victim. Well, yes, well in a way... Victim. Okay, now here's the thing. I think it would have been... It would have played better for me. I think had they put guns on him or threatened to blow his crotch, I would have at least said, okay, you know what? Under duress, he's as much a victim as she was. But, but. technically, that never happens. And they pretty much no. just... I'm trying to remember what was the context that they they convince him that he has to. Well, yeah, they pretty much tell him that's part of the contract. He has to do it. Yeah, but only with women they appoint to him. Right. Because the- when 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 yeah, because when he tries to have sex with uh, what do you call a citronella? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, we haven't even touched on that on the card piece. They oh yeah, can, because uh, that's a big thing. That, that, <laughs> yeah. it, it is a big the- thing, Daryl. You're correct. She teases him and gets him yeah. horny, and then oh, goes beep 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 beep, <laughs> and she electrocutes his penis. Yep. yep. I I do find it amusing. Yes, earlier on he tries to escape, and apparently she can push a button on her earring. Which wouldn't you just grab the earrings off her lobes if you really? Want I'm to... I'm not even gonna go there because I just assumed. That, like at any point, yes. didn't you just expect no, that he no, would just reach couldn't. up, grab them, and just yank them off of her earlobes? And no, who no. wears e- earrings in apocalyptic? And they're Pearl. like mother of pearl earrings. Bangle does it. No, but she, they couldn't uh, rip them off because she said they had to be in contact with her skin. Oh, did she actually would say blow. that? Oh, okay. Yeah. And not in a good way. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Think, apparently she pushes it at one point and, and she and she shocks, shocks his uh, monkey and he goes down. Yes. <laughs> for the count. Yep. yep. Well, <laughs> as, she, as she gives him a lecture. <laughs> yeah. Get that. That's I'm true. in charge of your penis, and this is what you will See, do. Again, early on, you're like, is this a satire? Uh, I was thinking maybe, but then no. And then you're like, nope. <laughs> this is this is fueled by anger and cocaine. Right. That's what this is. This is not fueled <laughs> by a political statement of any sort. No. <laughs> so anyway, they go yeah. ahead and they... Uh, uh, citronella, yes, huh? And they, they unfortunately, then, then it's like, no, no. I almost wonder what's more painful: the shock, the monkey, or the fact that you can't with her. And then they uh, do the horrifically awful implication thing with the feral Ruby from Hills Have Eyes girl. And then, no, 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 you're missing the other part. You, you're still missing it. Remember, you know what this is? This is lost time. After she, <laughs> after she does all that and pretty much neuters him. And walks away, and she she tries to strip in front of him again, and, and he's like, she's like, don't you want to watch? And he's like, no, I'm fine the way I am. And he turned over. She goes in her little tent. Then the other, the uh, what's her name? Sentinella. She's yeah. like, I heard about you. Yeah. She she opens his flap. She really does. And yeah. she gets naked. Mm-hmm. And she jumps in because, you know, you know, when you hear about a man who's had sex with a lot of women, that makes you more attractive to the to the to the to the women. And to, they to want the to have dis- sex dis- with you. It too. makes you more attractive to the diseased member he has. Yeah. Yes. Because in the AIDS, the, the AIDS epidemic, it's more sexy for women. <laughs> sure. That, to, to know to that for a man to have sex with a lot of yeah. lot, a lot yes. of women. Oh, we also forgot the implication with Spangle says I was only following orders. Ah, yeah. So that means that in the divorce court, I'm only following <laughs> what the judge said. This is what the judge said. It's supposed to happen. <clears throat> <laughs> 
<laughs> you were like rolling like in the first act of this movie. I know. <laughs> yes. All right. So <laughs> the so we continue forward. And oh, by the way, you do, you do know that the the feral woman uh, was actually supposed to play uh, Sandal Bergman's part. Oh no, I had no idea. Hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. That was the, the director's first choice, but uh, the studio said, nope, we need uh, bigger names. We need a name. So she, yeah. <laughs> name. So, uh, so, so she, she just referred to in the... In the, in the we need a name. We need somebody. As, okay. yeah, Get that chick from stewardess school. <laughs> she was the name. Stewardess school? Wow. You went she, there, didn't you? Oh, you did. <laughs> You did. Oh, man, you did. I eliminated Conan from the equation. Don't forget she was in Xanadu also. Of course. We said Olivia Newton-John was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, needless to say, so she's happy. So, apparently, the poor girl that was taken advantage of was happy because, in the end, she, much like the guy who was really angry at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. she changed her story, too, because, oh, she's pregnant. And in this world, that you're like a queen. You're like I'm going to go deeper, though. I'm going to go deeper. She comes out the tent and sees him with this younger woman who is happy and in bliss of having sex with him. And she's angry about it. She looks at him with just a disgust on her face. Like she's hooked up with a, he hooked up with a younger woman. But you forced him to because you treated him so badly that of course he went to a younger woman. So what you're saying this is... This movie does have all this subtext, much like I assumed. Unfortunately, it's all all aimed at someone's ex. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, you know, we don't have a written down confirmation, but I. That's true. Mm. I, I have no idea. We're never going to get this movie. <laughs> so, long story, really, really short. They end up in Frog Town. <laughs> After the girl hugs him and says, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, thank for you having for the, sex with yeah, me against my will. Thank you for dr- drugging me and having sex with me against yeah. my will and impregnating me. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, thank then, you. Then and now sending me. me with a, a uh, some kind of collar on my wrist and into the yeah. wilderness and desert by myself on foot. Yeah. Pregnant. Care, Thanks bye, for that. Bye-bye. Take care of your child. Thank you. Don't send any bills. Oh, no, the good news was uh, you'll be treated like a queen if you make it. If yeah. you make it, you'll Great. be... That- if you're in a world where you could go and get a random woman pregnant and you don't have to take care of the child and, and, and be a father to it at all. And isn't so that this great? Is less, this is less a, a pro-feminist movie and, and more like the most twisted, cocaine-fueled, angry male fantasy of a 1980. You know, did you ever read Bloom County? Yes. Do you remember Steve, the lawyer that was like the biggest D-bag ever? Yeah. He wrote this movie. He did. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. So, and with, with Bill the Cat, by the way. Yes, <laughs> of course. So we are in Frogtown. As we learn... Spangle <laughs> has to put on some share uh, rejected music yeah. video outfit. This is, this is when the men get their comeuppance and they they finally win. 
<laughs> and, he, and he yanks her chain. <laughs> Literally. He yanks her chain. Yeah, she, often. Yeah. So he puts, yeah. he has to put a dog collar <clears throat> on her and <laughs> have a chain and pretend that she's now his slave that he's going to take into Frogtown, apparently, to, for trade. <laughs> Not offensive at all. Remember when he oh. looks at her and he goes, you don't like when he tied her up now. He yeah. tied her up in a, in Very a rope. Very 50 shades this was, yes. And he goes and he yanks it, yanks her by the throat. And he goes, now you know how it feels to be yanked around. <laughs> and I think he said, by the system and that judge. <laughs> <laughs> Makes that me pay you all that money. All that alimony. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up taking her to Frogtown, as we said. <laughs> and apparently there was a joke written on the wall. And I found it odd that it was hidden because it says well, something like, welcome to Frogtown. If you're here, you're... And you can't read the rest of it. Well, the yes. director or the writer, somebody made a comment in the commentary about that. It says if you're here or if you or something, if you live here, you're home or you're already home, which isn't that funny a joke to begin with. But I'm wondering why you couldn't really read it. Right. It was obscured. It was weird. I was like, OK, well, I thought so, it was a curse or something. Yeah, like. I don't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, because, you know, they, at this point, they really want to be careful how offensive they get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So they end up in Frogtown. They end up in front of uh, what was his name? Squidlips is the guy from the beginning. What is it? Toady or is it who's the? No, no, uh, uh, Leroy. Oh, Le that's right. Yes, Leroy, yeah. and he is got some sort of uh, Shriners oh. hat on, wasn't it? And and he's sort of the head. I guess he's supposed to be like some kind of low end he's crime boss. Yeah, he's a seventies pimp. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking that. And so they're in a bar. They meet a guy whose voice was the, almost the spitting image of Dr. Paul Bearer, the horror host I grew up with, because it sounds like he guy gargled with gravel. I mean, it hey, does. kid. And he is this old, my, crazy miner type guy. And uh, I guess finding uranium as opposed to gold in the Lar Hills. And, but he and Hell, Sam Hell, go way back. Apparently, he's the, you know, he was 80. When Sam was born, which is really odd. Sam's like 30-ish. Yeah. And he was the only guy. To give a damn. To give a damn. I don't really, <clears throat> I don't know what that means. I almost cried. Yes, it was beautiful. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, does that imply that he he, he was like the dirty old man that took the child in? I'm like, I, what I don't know. Does that imply? I, am, I, imply I, I took it as he was the one who gave him his sense of honor. You know, especially when it comes to drugging women and doing awful things. Oh, sure. And so... Yeah, and, and with a name like Looney Tunes, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Tunes, that's right. <laughs> so they you don't, end, they you don't know up, who that was. Uh, the guy looks very familiar, but I couldn't place him. Rory Calhoun. Oh, why do I? Know? Oh, I'm gonna stomp He's you now. He's an old black. He did Farmer Vincent. Oh, Motel Hell! I knew I recognized yes. him. Look at you not knowing. At well, first. as soon as he said Farmer Vincent. Hey, it mm. takes all kind of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. And you know what they all have in common? So far, almost all of these actors have been on Heart to Heart at one time or another. <laughs> That's the link. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. He was. He was. He was uh, Farmer Vincent. I, you know what it was? To, in my defense. In my defense, Peter. I haven't seen that movie <clears> in a very long time. Number one. Oh, yeah, and number two. He, I was just hung up on the fact that he just looked at like this crazy old miner, and I think yeah. my jaw was still pretty much hanging open from all the other stuff I had seen in this movies. <laughs> so, it reminded me of Sam Elliott a little bit. Yeah, he had a vibe. There's a vibe. Minus, yeah. the, minus the stash. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up pretend they're going to do some sort of 
scam where they're supposed to trade in Spangle to the frog town folks so she can get in with the passive harem and then let Sam in and they're doing it with they're all going to do this whole thing they're on cahoots with the exotic frog lady dancer Annabelle or was it Arabella that's right who says I love you yeah she walks she goes I love you that was creepy and all I could think was wow this is the actual full size of the female gremlin in gremlins 2 the new batch because (laughs) minus the ears that's exactly what she looked like <clears throat> and so she has the hots for Sam Hell, as we learn later on, because there's another uh-huh. character. But was it uh, Bull? Who is the or boss? What do they call him? The one with the eye patch that was Bull. Was bull. Much yeah. Bull Shannon. Yes. Or Bullfrog. I guess you could you could say that's what they're going with. I think. Hold on, let me see if this is his sound clip. Shuts your hole. <laughs> yep. Or 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 or. Eat left. Froggies. Oh wait, no, that's sorry. That's 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 that was uh Sam. My bad. Let me do this one. Shuts your hole. I thought I had one of him saying something about you're one weird dude. I used yeah, to that yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. A, that's when he's uh, chainsawing his crotch. Oh, that's yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's screaming, "Take it off! Take it off!" Oh, so needless to say, they tr- th- this guy comes in, takes over. <clears throat> With one punch to the gut, I think, knocks Sam down. I'm like, really? You're going to all like a yeah. punk? Okay. So yeah, he goes down for the count. A little Star Trek y, too. Really it was, it, well, no, it gets really Star Trek at the end. And yeah. then, so they end up, they take her away. She ends up with the passives, which, by the way, was it me or did the leader of the passives? I don't remember the actress's name, but did she have a Heather Lagan camp vibe or was it just me from Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street? Anybody? Yes, she did. She had a vibe. There's a vibe. Well, you know, they had a look back then that they wanted when they picked them. The actresses, though, uh, I can for, see for, that for, for harems or just in general. For just in general, oh, okay. you just had a you know the look. You you want your hair to be a certain way. That yeah, that that look, true. that look to it. That girl next door, kind of the dark eyes, kind of. So how, how did they pick Arabella then? <laughs> mm. I know they watched one of her movies. Yeah. Yes, we, we like, yeah, Hard Bodies. She was in Hard Bodies. Yes, she was the actress who played yeah. who played the frog and lady? tomboy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and and girls See? just want to have fun. Really? We we yeah we've seen her before. Yes, we have. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But- well, she wasn't the main girl in Tomboy, was she? Um, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't so. know. It's been a, yeah, it's been a long time. Hold on. As I said, we we saw no, parts of her. No, 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 no. That's Betsy Russell. Right. This was. Oh wow. She didn't even have a name. I gotta. I don't even know. Christy Summers. Christy Summers. I wrote it down. Hmm. Let's see. Just because she was in Hard Bodies. Actually, no. I wrote, wrote down Bull's name too, because I like that actor. Oh. <laughs> uh, not in, not in that way. <laughs> hey, do we just uh, if you're into the frog thing, that's your business. So <laughs> ultimately, they they get the girls. They fight the bad frogs. There's a king frog, whatever his name is. Toady or... Toady. Yeah, to- Toady. Commander Toady. Wait, you're going to pass yeah. by what? how you stimulate a woman with uh, sheets? 
And scars? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting, I guess this is their equivalent of the drugging her thing. Yeah. They're getting ready for, ready for Commander Toady, and they're doing this weird ritual. The the passives are all around her, doing something with, yeah, sheets and scarves and chanting. I don't know. I was very confused at this point. It was so weird. It was, it, that, that, by the way, that, that yeah, because scene. Obvi- yeah, because obviously the, the three snakes would kill people who were not in this seductive state of mind. Oh, or oh, something oh like remember, that. you. It, the wording was, if you're not open to them, oh yeah, to, to the they could snakes. kill you kill if you. you're not open. Did they really to use them. that line? I must yes, have they did. Out again. They Hold said, yeah. if you're not open, <laughs> that's at <said>, what? <laughs> <laughs> the rape alarms kept going off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this movie is so bad. All right, so <laughs> stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up having her. She has to. She, it's something about they 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 make a comment about the dance of the three snakes. Yeah, and they bring her in front of Commander Toady. She's doing some sort of you know ubiquitous white person dancing badly scene, a lot of every other eighties <laughs> movie we watch. Right, right. Well, she would say she was writhing. Yes. Yeah. I guess there was a writhing nature to what she was doing, and then she remembers the dance of the three snakes. Remember. Re- yeah. Remember. <laughs> So she starts doing I modern interpretive. I don't know what that was. The funky chicken. Yeah, the funky chicken. Yeah, the the uh, the electric shuffle. The I don't know what she was doing. So <laughs> so she does it, and we notice Commander Toadie who's been observing this whole thing, which that was actually a pretty good effect in general. His animatronic face and everything. I thought that mm-hmm. actually came off pretty well. But then you notice yeah. his loincloth. There's three distinct impressions that are. Hmm, Standing at attention, let's just say. We find mm-hmm. out that the three snakes is an actual thing, or things, <laughs> and uh, they are all connected to Commander Toady. She, she kicks him three times, doesn't she? Yeah, she actually goes out I of her way. Does, like, yeah. what do you think one yeah. time would have been sufficient, but whatever. Yeah. No, you got to really take out all three snakes. Yeah. So, drive high the point. We're, we're actually not joking at this point, folks. This actually is all real. We are not making this up. No. <laughs> so, you can't make shit like this up. No, you really can't. So they end up... Unless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fueled by rage and coke. <laughs> so they end up saving the passives. Uh, as you said earlier, Bull takes a chainsaw to the crotch, to the crotch of hell Cuts loose his explosive cod piece without nicking him at all, I might add. Impressive nope. cunning ability. She said they lied to me. She said they lied to me. And then it blows me. up in Bull's face. Yes. <laughs> they are, they get out. Citronella Candle is waiting for them. And they get the passives out. They get in the car. They blast away at certain frogs. Of course, Commander Toady and a couple of his henchmen take off after them into the desert and... I don't want to spoil Hammond's thunder. Well, I guess at this point, well, I've probably played Hammond's Hammond's piece. He made the point. It was the Gorn. Yes, <laughs> that's all I can make it. Fight yes. scene that ends that culminates with a Three Stooges move. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Roddy Piper sends old Toady, out, and then and then he and then he does and then he does the cut off you know move on the hand. Boom, he's mm-hmm. down. Toady on the ground, dead. Got to fall off a cliff. You and he to. now he thinks at this point that all the girls have been blown up, and yes. they come around a corner, and he's like, "Wait, you left me here to die?" Rah, 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 gets all angry again. Back to the rage. Back to the rage. It's the plan. It's the plan. They all get in the car. They're taken off. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she said your cod piece is gone. Oh, yeah, your cod piece is gone. Why didn't you leave? Because she got ready to touch it when he was like, <laughs> remember? She yeah, was getting ready true. to shock him. I get so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like I saved you and you're going to shock me anyway. Huh? <sighs> you really, really going to do that? So they, they get ready to leave. And, and of course, this is all after... I, I didn't play this one earlier either, but... Eat lead, froggies! Eat lead, froggies. Oh, I love that line. Yes. Yeah, that is a good line. But almost as good as they're, as they're getting ready to ride off into the sunset, he's informed that after his duty is done, <laughs> he will get a couple weeks leave, maybe, with Spangle. With Spangle. Right. And... Apparently that now all is forgiven. They love each other, and and he makes a very, very, very important point. I guess what they say is true. What's that? A soldier's work is never done. Did it sound like he was slipping into his Roddy Piper Scottish thing there a little bit? Uh, yes. Mm. Didn't it sound like? Listen to it again. I guess what they say is true. True. What's yeah. that? Yeah. A soldier's work is never done. And then at the end, he kind of oh, back to American. <laughs> Cause you know when he gets really tired, like I like, or I used to love when he would he would be yelling at yeah. somebody, and uh-huh. then at the end he'd get really tired. He'd be huffing and puffing, <laughs> and then that accent will come in. And is he actually <laughs> is he actually from Scotland or was he from was he American? I don't think so. was just a game. No, that was, so. that yeah. was the whole make. He made that all up. Yeah. Uh, that's disappointing. That's I kind of like the ending. I, I kind of was waiting for the ending to you know we like we discussed in Eliminators where they were the freeze frame. Oh and yeah, they were all. Laughing. Yeah. But, yeah, but like, but like a naked gun, like a uh, police squad freeze frame where yeah. they were all still very much moving. Yeah. When they yeah. say we really didn't mean this, we're just joking. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> we didn't really do this. <laughs> so that is, it, <laughs> in a nutshell, <sighs> hell comes to Frogtown. Sure does. That's basically it, isn't it? Yeah. I can't yeah. believe we made it through it. So, gentlemen. Hmm. Any final words about Frogtown before we go to our movie picks, or should we just <laughs> go right to our movie? I'm just so surprised that there was no that the all the original actors didn't return for the sequel. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so yes, we will continue on. Let's go right into our movie picks. Daryl. Hmm. You are the the guest of honor here, and Peter, you're the honorary guest of honor, of course. But what do you have? Do you have anything? Do you have a movie you'd like to recommend, you know, other than Hell Comes to Frogtown 2? Uh, <laughs> well, there is, you know, in honor of the movie we talked about earlier before we were recording, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, yes. came out before this. Indeed and you can did. tell there were a lot of uh, callbacks to that as sure, well. Sure, sure. And a lot of themes, a lot, a lot, a lot of great themes were, were done with that. Well, do you uh, feel like Road Warrior and Blade Runner were two movies that defined dystopian science fiction? Oh, in of the course. 80s? I mean, if, it basically, yeah, yeah. And and also uh, uh, Escape from New York because people sure. had just been doing those movies on a loop. Sure, like they yeah. just been repeating yeah. the same thing on a loop. <laughs> yeah, that's true, especially in Italy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was that's the true. ones. Ooh, I have a lot of those lined up, so we'll see more of those in the future. That's oh, cool. yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, low budget Italian sci fi. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what? Uh, Mad Max is a. So, so, Road Warrior is your pick? I think that's an excellent pick. Mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. far, far too good a pick. It's probably. 
Probably. Of course, it did occur to me. I didn't. We didn't actually do like an official like. What did you guys truly? I mean, did you like the movie? I, I actually feel like I can't say I did now because I'm going to hell if I do. I remember. I remember loving it when I was a kid, only because I was such a, a wrestling fan that I liked Roddy Roddy Piper. So, but now that when <laughs> watching it after a lifetime of experience, um. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, what a film that I will <laughs> yeah. never connect myself with ever again in life. Because I, I still you Peter's I watched it twice. I will not connect my. I will not mention it because I still want to have sex with women. You, so I will you, you never want people mention to actually this movie in public admit that they know you ever again. I will delete this off of my computer and destroy all evidence. In, in fact, in fact, from here on out, whenever we say your name, Daryl, I'll just add. A, I'll add Bob. Exactly. Like a monitor. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob. And a lot of bleeps. Uh, no, this movie is is. Uh, them. What was your rating? We CCC cinematic cotton candy. Yeah, cotton candy. Yeah, this is CCC. Yeah, not CND. Yeah. This is CCC. Well, I said before. I remember reading about this movie in like Starlog or Fangoria way back when, mm. and mm. I re- I was aware of it. I always saw it on the video store shelf, but I never seen it. And Peter, it's like, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta do this with this. <laughs> and the, we, we gotta do this. Yeah, you did. You did say that. And I really, I have to admit. It is un- it is a very entertaining movie. I did not hate it in the sense of like, oh, it was just boring or it was this or that. Oh, it's entertaining. It is no, very it, entertaining. It never got boring. But it never if, got. But seriously, if you're easily offended on any any way, shape, or form, don't watch this. Do not watch this movie. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Oh, if you're if you're a woman, if you're a person who uh, appreciates and likes women, <laughs> don't watch this movie. If you're happily married, don't pretend you like it. Oh, you know, never. Act uh, like you hate uh, this movie good. if you're caught watching it. Good, good point. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. Yes. I'll yes. have to tell my wife not to listen to this it, episode. It, it's actually, again, it's not, it's not as, it really isn't as bad and quote unquote raunchy as it could have been. I mean, it could have gotten really extreme if they wanted to. The, the messages were worse than I think the it's what it is. That's what yeah. This is an example <laughs> where seriously, the message is so much worse when you really don't even yeah. have to go that deep. Oh, no. It's so bad. <sighs> so, yeah. So that is that movie. So we have Road Warrior as, as one pick. Peter? I am going with Conan, the Barbarian nice. from 82. Can't because of William Smith and Sandal Bergen. You cannot go wrong because with William. No, William Smith with Conan's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Very you know what he was referred to here in Sweden? Uh, he was really, really popular here. Not Conan, but William Smith. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he was in, uh, oh, what was that series? Rich Man, Poor Man, if you remember that one. I do remember that. He, he played Falconetti. So that was he was referred in Sweden as William Falconetti Smith always. Nice. I just always and picture he's not him. Easy. Yeah. I was I always just picture him as the as the Russian uh, I think he was maybe a general in Red Dawn doing the Wolverine speech. That's how I always imagine him. No, he was in uh, uh with the orangutan and and uh, uh, you know with uh, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. He was in the, the second one I think what the hell is that? It was um uh in any which way you can. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he was in that one too. Cool. He was badass in that one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like him. He's a great actor. Actually, he was. Yeah. And that's one thing I will say in this move for this movie. I mean, not all the acting was stellar, but 
amongst know. amongst all the leads, though, <clears throat> I will say they oh, considering the campiness and the over the topness of the movie. That was, that was actually pretty I, good. I actually think the acting was really good. Even Roddy yeah. Piper. I mean, he's you know he's a guy who just you know, he's a wrestler at the time primarily, but even then, I he had a charisma. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying wrestlers are actors? What? What? No, I would never say that. Uh, wow. Well, okay. my you know, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say this movie. If you watch another movie, uh, the Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, No Holds Barred. If you watch uh, No Holds Barred, Jason this, and I covered is, that way back when. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is an Academy Award winning performance. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. That oh, one. good lord, yes. Oh my goodness. Dookie. <laughs> we all go through the same thing. Of course. Dookie. Piper's better. He's a way better actor than Hulk Hogan. Way oh, better. <laughs> Good picks, both of you. I choose. I had to choose the obvious. Come on. They live. I of had, course you I, did. I had to go of They Live. 1988, the movie. That's Mr. why we didn't pick it. Exactly. We wanted to pick it. Thank you, guys. I love you. They Live, 1988. John Carpenter wrote and directed, even though he has a pseudonym that he used for the, the writer. And this stars Roddy Piper, Keith David, as we said before, Meg Foster. It is a classic sci-fi movie that actually is satirical and has a bit of social commentary running under it and isn't defensive for its own sake. Any any final words, Daryl? Of course, they could find you and all your amazing podcast. Tell them where. On the tailored network of podcasts. You can go on that website and find all the... You have at least 562 under. different shows <laughs> to choose that from. Many. He literally <laughs> never sleeps unless he goes to a movie theater at four o'clock in the morning. Then to watch I really the Avengers, don't sleep. And then he I'm finds not, a couch. I don't know how I'm still awake right now. And he finds a couch, gets some coffee, has the whole place to himself, and then makes a does a podcast while he's sitting there during yes. the movie. Oh, I'm so tempted <laughs> to go see the movie again tonight this morning. Shh, shh, I gotta wait. Don't don't. Shh. Oh. So yes, they can find you there and all your awesomeness. So thank you for being on the show, my friend. I love having you. It's always entertaining. Yes, it's, it is. I love it. Love coming to the yes, show. Thank I, you. I always wet my pants a little, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pantsless. Well, Oops. Oh, makes, I'm... honestly, that's that's the more convenient way to go because then you don't have to wash them. No. Of course it is. So Especially for this. My my, my <laughs> fine friend Peter. Thank you again for being here yet again. I mean, it's like eight. You was it like eight o'clock in the morning now where you're at? No, 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 no. Two thirty. <laughs> yeah, he says like two thirty. Like as if he said nine thirty at night. I'm like by nine thirty at night, I'm ready to just collapse. So, thank you, Peter. Thank you for being here. Of course, I could find your awesome retro reviews. I believe you just had one with the with Django, the original Django, right? Wasn't it uh, the guy who no, the, guy no, who played, no. the guy who played Django? That's what it was, right? In the original, nope, 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 no, 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 well, no. Well, I am uh, not going to edit that part. Out, so you have a review. <laughs> uh oh, somebody didn't get prepared. <laughs> a man, a man called Blade. I know it was a man called Blade, but I thought wasn't it the same actor? No, 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 no. He, he's a lookalike, more or less. Oh, okay. That's how they made all the Italian uh-huh. movies. They found lookalikes, and then, Duh. you know, <laughs> wasn't the original Django? I, I never seen the original Django Western. Wasn't it Italian, or was it a? Yes. a Yes. Okay, okay. No, no, no. That's it. I've done that too. You've done so many, Peter. Come on. I know. So yes, both of you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Any uh, it was a Peter, pleasure. Peter, do you think we should give Daryl the final word? Yes. Hey, no, I think Peter should get the final word. No. Do, do I have anything? No. If, uh, other than... I got to be on with Peter. I don't usually. I don't get to be on with Peter too much. <laughs> that 
that was the final word, actually. I don't get that. <laughs> you don't get enough Peter. That's the final word. Daryl doesn't get enough Peter. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Thanks for listening. And for even more retro movie goodness, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. It helps more people find out about the show. And a special thanks to JV at YourSecretIdentity.com for all the fantastic music you've heard throughout this show. So swing on by ForgottenFlix.com where we've got great retro reviews, articles, games, tons of past podcast episodes and interviews, and more. 